Okay, Ian Trottier here. Uh, discussions of truth, folks. Uh, no intro because um, I need a. I think I need a equipment upgrade. We'll see if that happens. It's necessary. Uh, for some reason, no live today, so this will be uh, strictly uh, podcast format. Uh, bringing in uh, now uh, Harrison Katz, Harry Katz. What is what is the deep state, folks? Let's see what uh, let's see what Harrison has to say. Uh, we just finished. We just finished with uh, Tory Jensen, RNRD in Southern California, suing Kaiser Permanente over uh, dec- declining uh, her vaccine uh, religious exemption. Now, ringing uh, Harrison here. There we go. Harrison Katz, ladies and gentlemen. Harrison Katz, historian in the deep state, raising a Jesuit theologian. Harrison, can you hear me? Maybe there's a delay here. Okay, I'm not hearing... Uh... Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's uh, give this another go here. Again, we have historian uh, Harrison Katz. See if we can uh, see if we can bring him back on. And get this number again. See if this works. Harrison Katz, ladies and gentlemen. In Trache, discuss the truth. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Um, donate to the show. Donate to the program. Iantrache.com. Harry, can you hear me? Yes, yes, sir, I can. Uh, fa- fantastic. Uh, Ian Trache here. Welcome to Discussions of Truth, sir. Uh, please give an uh, introduction for listeners as to who you are, sir. Uh, well, thank you so much for, for inviting me on tonight, uh, Mr. Mr. Trottier. My name is Harrison Katz. Uh, I'm 33 years old. I am a resident of uh, northwestern Florida. And uh, by trade, by day, I guess you could say, I work in the HVAC field. I'm just pretty much just general construction, if you want to look at that. And, uh, <clears throat> and by night, I guess you could say, I kind of moonlight as an amateur historian and researcher. And uh, I specifically try to uh, stay on the main topic of uh, history and specifically the Jesuit order, the Society of Jesus and its role in history. Now, uh, Harry, the reason uh, that I learned about you and I know about you is through uh, a former guest on the show. I had him on about six months ago, uh, Eric John Phelps. And I keep tabs as to uh, the work that he does uh, so that is the connection. That is how I've uh, learned about the work that you do. And in fact, it seems that you you, 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 you do some great work. Uh, amateur is uh, a light, but uh, appropriate, I suppose. Um, so, Harry, tell tell people why is it that you uh, why is it that you've decided to study and dig into the Jesuit order? 
Okay. Uh, well, I guess you could say that could that goes back to uh, just just as a as a kid, you know, like like preteens. I was always I always knew I was being lied to, and like when I would ask, see things on on uh, on TV about how certain events, just things never sat right with me. And once I learned about the JFK assassination and the conspiracy behind that, I was hooked. And then later on in life, I also this is probably 10, 12 years ago, I came across um, Eric John Phelps's book. Uh, Vatican assassins wounded in the house of my friends, and once I once I read that book, which it took me many many months to, to finish it, it's quite the tome. Uh, but once I did that, I I was so convicted that I set out to try to almost prove him wrong, or at least uh, authenticate what it is that that he wrote in that book. And to my very chagrin, it was it was actually really easy to do so because uh, the vast majority of that book is quotes and pictures and it's just a retelling of of history that has been lost to the average america uh, average person especially american the average american knows nothing of the jesuit order and their power so uh yeah i was just i just started learning just for my own personal um want and almost need to know the truth if you will and then then later later after that i got uh i got saved um uh, I got saved by the Lord Jesus Christ, and that further furthered my conviction to actually start doing something about it. So I went from just simply emailing Eric John Phelps all the time to coming to the conclusion that you know what I've got so much information, I just I just need to start putting it out myself. So. Yeah, there's a few people that dig into the Jesuit order uh, from 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 my knowledge and 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 know about uh eric uh has done some of the best work that i've personally found um but tell listeners what is the jesuit order what is this what is it harry okay yeah uh so when we talk about the jesuits what we're what we're referring to is a roman catholic quote-unquote religious order uh their, their official name is the Society of Jesus. Now, they were originally started uh, I mean, over 400 and 480 years ago in uh, 1500s, 1534, by Ignatius Loyola, who was a Spanish Basque noble and not a Jew, which you'll hear a lot, uh, you'll hear some people try to, try to say he was, which he was not. But anyways, he started, and it was first known as the Knights of the Virgin Mary. Now, you want to notice that the Knights, so it was, it was started off uh, pretty much emulating the old Roman Catholic knighthoods, which were were around at that time. It was not; they weren't started as some kind of clerical monks, right? So they were first known as the Knights of Virgin Mary. And then a couple years later, in 1540, uh, Loyola he got his papal bull to enter the actual the Holy See and become part of the Roman hierarchy. And then they be, they were then known as the Company of Jesus. Now again, notice that that terminology, company, that's another military term, All right now. And it wasn't until I think uh, like 1553, when Loyola finally finished the Constitutions of the Society of Jesus, that they actually became known as the Society of Jesus. And then after that, uh, you had, of course, the great reformer John Calvin, a Protestant reformer. He was the first person to term and coin the the, the term uh, Jesuit. So that's where we get that term, and, and ever since that, the kind of it was first put out as a as, you know like a 
pejorative, but they kind of picked it up and take it on as a, you know, a sense of pride within the, the society of Jesus. So, and what is that? The Jesuits started. Yeah. Well, what does that mean, Harry? What is Jesuit? What is what does that mean? Okay, so a Jesuit is is a is a is a member is a priest of this Roman Catholic Society of Jesus. Now, the the Jesuit order, the Society of Jesus, was started. You have to understand the history of why it was started. It was started firstly for three main reasons. All right, uh, its its three main goals was to first reconquer Jerusalem for the Pope. All right, which at the time was uh, was under control of, uh, of the Muslims. Uh, number two was to destroy the Protestant Reformation, and he would do that by starting what they what they called the Counter Reformation. All right, and number three was, and this is the long term goal, is was to install or is to install the Pope of Rome as like a universal monarch of the world, so that his temporal and spiritual power holds sway over all nations, all all political sides. Uh, every religion, everything. So that was its main goals, and it uh, it's it's been steady working at it ever since. And this whole idea of the Protestant Reformation, um, what that has pretty much crossed into is what we see today as 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 people talk about the destruction of uh, Western culture, right? Well, Western culture was born out of the Protestant Reformation. So when you hear all this talk today about you know destroying Western culture they're really talking about is trying to put the capstone on their counter on their counter reformation and basically bring everybody back into the, uh, the dark ages harry what is it what does it say to you uh what does it signify to you that in uh today in 2021 and and, and i'm not sure when he got in the office it was uh, during the obama administration i believe uh what does it mean that 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 even though Franciscan in name, Fran, Pope Francis uh, Mario Bergog- Bergoglio. He is not Franciscan. He's a Jesuit, uh, and he's the first Jesuit pope in uh, in the history of the Vatican, from my understanding. Uh, what does that say to you? What's that mean for listeners? What does it mean to you? Well, that's well. Once, see, here's the thing, uh, Ian is is a lot of people who aren't familiar with this. T- Topic, um, I guess you could say superficially. You know, from uh, looking just looking at it from the outside. I mean, the, the Jesuits look like this, this super pious, uh, educate you know, a religious order that solely its one real sole application is is like mission work and education. But that is the open but open but false policy. All right. So what when you have all right? First of all, Jesuit Pope Francis. Uh, the, 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 his 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 surname that he took Bergoglio Francis is asked actually it's not from Francis of Assisi it's it's from Francis Francis Xavier which was one of the original Jesuits um, so that's where he took his name from and the fact that he is a Jesuit of the professed fourth vow means that he takes his orders directly even as the the quote white pope he takes his orders directly from the quote black pope which is the superior general of the Society of Jesus. So the, so the Jesuits have always, well, since, since at least, let's say, since their, uh, their reestablishment and was 18, 1816, after their suppression, they have always ruled behind the, 
behind the scenes. They were always the confessors to the Pope. But now with Pope, this Jesuit Pope Francis, you have an outright Jesuit in, sitting in the office of Pope who is absolutely subordinate to his superior general. So that's the significance of it. What does it mean for Jesuits in America? Um, and let's look at uh, let's look at some of the leadership positions here uh, today, uh, Harry. Uh, is there anything sticking out at you and alarming you? Uh, we've got more of a political divide in this country than I certainly have re- ever remembered, and, and thrown into that mix is some health crisis, which has become politicized, and mask wearing has become politicized. Uh, identify some of the leaders that. That, that stick out at you as possibly being associated. Oh, you know that Biden met with the Pope just a few weeks ago. Uh, uh-huh. What's What alarms you? Well, what mean, sticks out at you? Well, well I'll, I'll tell you this, uh, and taking this beyond America, this this is not just an American problem. Though though America is the, the current superpower that the Jesuits are using to uh, enact their, their political and well, geopolitical warfare all over the world. But it's not just an American problem. This is a worldwide problem in every single country. So uh, me being American, I just know the specifics of, of this American intrigue. So to answer your question, let's start off with, with, uh, with Joe Biden. I mean, he's an open Roman Catholic. Uh, he has two honorary degrees from uh, Jesuit universities, I believe, uh, Scranton University out of Scranton, Pennsylvania. He has an honorary degree from them, and he also has one from, I think, St. Joseph's in Philadelphia, both Jesuit schools. Now, on the flip side of that coin, you have um, Donald Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump, he he went to Fordham University, which which is a Jesuit university, but he only went there for one year. But he sent two or three of his kids to Jesuit schools. Same with Biden. Biden sent, I think, Hunter Biden went to Jesuit Georgetown, I think. He went to a Jesuit school, but Hunter Biden was also, or is also, a member of the Jesuit Volunteer Corps. So so that's just the executive. I mean, you go into, uh, let's, let's go into the legislative, the, the congressional, I mean, Nancy Pelosi, where she's out of San Francisco. I mean, the Jesuits rule San Francisco out of San Francisco University. Um, they're also right there across the bay there in Silicon Valley at Santa Clara University, controlling all the uh, high-tech uh, software firms and technological firms there. Um, let's see, uh, multiple governors. I mean, um, if people are interested, if they want to see the Jesuit connection, all, what you have to do is you look at not only somebody's political affiliations, but look where they went to school. Look where they went to school. If they went to a Jesuit university, then it's it's very likely that they are being handled, maybe not directly from, like, a Jesuit priest, because the Jesuits try to keep everything, like, between... They, they try to keep a third party in between them and us. So they, we, it's very hard for, for us to point the fingers directly at them. So they use these trusted third parties. So that's all you have to do is just look at where these people went to school and then also look at look at their actions and look at where their allegiances truly lie. And it's, it's never for the people. They're always serving some other agenda, but people think it's, you know, just the Masons or the uh, uh, Illuminati, but, you know, uh, not not enough people, nearly not enough people are looking where blame needs to be at the Society of Jesus. So, Harry, I, I, I just ended with uh, an RN 
uh, in Southern California. She's got uh, she's got a, a legal fight uh, on her side. Uh, she's suing uh, Kaiser Permanente in that state for not honoring her religious exemption letter uh, for vaccine freedom. Uh, so she was just yesterday terminated. Uh, do you see? Do you see this constitutional element uh, of on a national scale that says that we all have religious freedom? Uh, do you see that coming under fire uh, today? And are, are, you, are you able to link it to uh, this to this to this Jesuit army? Well, my my take on what on what goes on. Okay, so this is this. I'm going to try to make this brief because it's actually a really long-winded answer so bear with me as i try to get my thoughts together all right um what people think about the constitution as it applies to the american today is is actually one giant uh it's a a giant psyop to americans it's part of the, the national propaganda so this is a big i mean people have so much history to learn um and this is one one of the one of the big things that i learned from eric john phillips and that is that America is not what it used, what it was when the, our founders found this country and signing the Constitution. The Constitution for the U.S. citizen has been set aside since March 9th, 1933, when FDR forgot, and it was in fact a New Deal. And in what actually, in the simplest terms, it was a, it was supposed to be a temporary emergency to combat the then Great Depression. Now, the, 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 the twist, if you would, is that the temp, quote-unquote temporary emergency, they never ended it. They, in fact, codified it, uh, made it part of the U.S. Code, and it's been in effect ever since. Now, we have actually many different ongoing national emergencies, but... The one from 1933 is still in effect. As a matter of fact, I believe the president has to re-sign that emergency into law. I don't think it's every year, but I think it's every four years. Every time, either, either it's a new president or a re-elected president. And for that matter, the president is no longer the president. The president is the commander-in-chief. That is a, uh, that's, a, like a that's, that's the head of all the army. That's not a peacetime title. So that's why whenever you have an inauguration, the president, they play hail, hail the chief because he is the commander in chief because we are not at peace. We have been in a constant state of emergency, which in, which in the law is the same as a state of war. So I say all that to say this. When you talk about religious freedom and all this pontificating that, that you see on uh, on the TV and in the news, uh, there all these people, even the lawyers and the judges that you see these these uh, these pundits, they're all just giving lip service, and none of them are telling us the truth. The truth is that is under these emergency war powers that the Constitution is set aside, and that all the things that we think are rights are actually privileges that are granted by the state, so they can take them away. They can take them away, and uh, what we're going to see play out on the TV and in the media is just. Uh, it's just like a, it's like a game show we're going to see in these courtrooms, and uh, I have a very bad feeling that that they're not going to go the way that a lot of people think they're going to go. They think, oh well, the, the Constitution is going to stand strong and we shall prevail. But I mean, I, I I just just understanding how understanding what what the government's 
true relationship to its citizens is, is key in understanding what is really going on with this, quote, pandemic today, Ian. There was a flag committee uh, assembled in 1775, and Washington and Franklin were part of it. There were two other people. There was, a, there was, a, there was an individual from uh, Europe uh, known as the professor per um, the diary of the woman uh, where the meeting was held in Cambridge. Uh, and, and some of this comes from two sources, uh, a fellow named Walter uh, Vaith, and then uh, also a book uh, named Our Fla- uh, Flag, or Our Flags uh, by uh, Gre- uh, Greg Campbell, I be- believe is the name. Uh, are, are you? F- you said Our Flags. I believe it's named Greg Our Flags. Greg Campbell. Greg Campbell. Campbell. Okay. All right. Continue. And Harry, um, what what was alarming is that this professor figure. Um, in regards to uh, Walter Weath, uh, is that it's it's surmised that uh, that this figure was a, one Lorenzo Ricci. Are you familiar with this name, Ricci, R I C C I? Yeah, yeah, I am. That was uh, that was the superior general of the Society of Jesus at the time of its of its oppression in 1773. So, if we fast forward to the 1930s with FDR. Um, and the Constitution is, it sounds like you said, suspended um, or put aside. It temp- temporarily, temporarily set aside, yeah. And the United States, as we know it, has been at war. Who, who's it at war with, Harry? Well, that's a great question, Ian. It is actually at war with its own citizens. With its own citizens. You see, what happened on... Actually, so on what uh, during what was known as the Emergency Banking Relief Act, which was approved and confirmed on, I believe, March 9th, 1933, what that did, Ian, was that he amended a World War One statute that was known as the Trading with the Enemy Act. All right, now, when during World War One, when that act was first put in place, it had nothing to do with with uh, business within the United States except for uh, uh, you know certain countries that were operating in the United States. But what FDR's administration did with the Emergency Bank Relief Act was they amended that Trading with the Enemy Act and brought it inside the our, uh, inside the U.S. to apply to all. Uh, commercial transactions and anyone who who takes place in them. So that's why you have the start of the Social Security, which is really social, quote-unquote, social insurance. That's why you have that, so everybody can be in commerce. That's why you have the start of these birth certificates and what uh, certain patriot movements have come to call the straw man, which is really just a surety. Um, But, so... uh, I'm sorry. Did, did I answer your question? <laughs> yeah, I think I think you are answering the question. You did. It did help define it in regards to uh, right. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. It's, uh, so yeah, we are the enemies. That's who who the country is at war with. So every quote U.S. citizen is is considered an enemy belligerent. All right, and this is what these courts aren't telling you. Now, this is all in the law. All right, so when you go on the news and you hear these pundits talk about the law and the Constitution, they're never going to tell you any of this stuff. The only way you can find this is by going 
and then how they were codified, and then also the subsequent Supreme Court rulings that upheld these views. And there's just too much to go into, you know, with all this. But to answer your question, yeah, the, 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 the U.S. government is at war with, it, with its own citizens. So let's speed up to today. Uh, yeah, and, and, and actually, you know what? Uh, you, you'd mentioned the JFK conspiracy. Um, shed a little light on that. I've, I've actually, frankly, I've been in Dallas. I just returned from Dallas a couple days ago, and, and I've been in Dallas three times in the past year. Um, what, uh, in your view, why is why is it why why was it a conspiracy? to kill JFK and uh, who's behind the conspiracy and, and you know neither you or I have mentioned theory we're, we're, we're talking conspiracy that's a uh, an organized effort to, um, to 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 destroy or achieve an objective in a, in a in a secretive manner well you're absolutely right I mean people get tried in courts of law for conspiracy every day every single day so yeah this whole idea of conspiracy theory well yeah what we're talking about we're
wasn't published to the public until 67. But when you read that report, you understand um, it, it sheds a lot of light on on what what Eisenhower called the industrial war complex in America. And it's, it's really intriguing. It, it shows, it actually goes through and shows that war permeates all of, all of our society more than just just settling international disputes, but that it affects us uh, environmentally, affects us culturally, affects us ecologically, um, scientifically. I mean, there's all kinds of uh, secondary and main effects that, that this war economy, not just war economy, but this war system has on our country. And I think that JFK saw that, and I think that he he was basically start like trying to pull a stop to it. You know, he was trying to pull out of Vietnam. Um, he was apparently start uh, wanting to go against the Federal Reserve. Um, he was making a lot of enemies, and I think they decided that it would be better to cut their losses and and kill them. And who and who would who would suspect the Roman Catholic Church to kill the first Catholic president or be behind the orchestration of it? But in understanding the the Jesuits' control. In the JFK assassination, you really have to understand the Jesuits' control in the U.S. international intelligence community. Um, and you know, uh, while Bill Donovan, who started the OSS, uh, he was a he was a Knight of Malta. I think also a Bonesman. Uh, you had you had Angleton, uh, who oversaw during World War II, who oversaw the Vatican and the Israeli desk. Uh, he was a Knight of Malta and a devote, devoted Catholic. You've had, you've had you've had several several heads of the CIA have been uh, Knights of Malta, so there's there's a reason why the CIA has been called within its own inner circle the Catholics and Catholics in action. Um, not only see an eagle clutching a silver key, and if you, you go somewhere on their website, they will explain this, the meaning of that symbolism, and it's the, it's the power of Peter's binding and loosing. Unbelievable. That's what the NSA says. Yeah, so you see that there is a heavy, heavy Vatican connection. Well, I mean, it's it's no, it's really no surprise if you look at it because if you look at what the 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 Vatican's international confessional system, that's nothing more than an intelligence network in itself. So this has always been built into. The, uh, the Catholic hierarchy and um, the Jesuits have just taken it to the nth degree with all this technology that they have at their fingertips now so uh, how do you how do you how do you fold in uh, Harry how do you fold in what's happening in 2021 with this pandemic uh, to well let me, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this let me ask you this how do you define how do you particularly how do you, how do you specifically Rather, how do, how do you define the deep state? What is the deep state to you? Uh, we had we had eight years of Obama with these very uh, socialistic uh, policymaking, um, and under his watch, uh, it was Pope Francis, the first pope, regardless of being a Jesuit, that had ever stepped foot in the Constitutional Hall in Philadelphia. Um, it was under Obama's watch that, that happened. Uh, kind of a, from from my view, uh, it's kind of a slap in the face. Uh, to those Protestants um, that uh, in Quakers and whatever it may have been 
um, that 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 developed that that institution. Um, but now you've got Trump, right? Now you've got Trump, or you had Trump. We had Trump uh, for four years. There was Trump for four years talking about deep state and fake news. I, I didn't hear uh, any president prior to him ever speak about that. Um, not me. Uh, so what is you know we kind of we look at fake news and we look at the contrast and this narr- 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 narratives and the narrative reporting uh, that is done on on both sides. It's you know they've they've purposely divided the country because it's obviously profitable for them to some degree. Uh, but uh, but what is this deep state, Harry? What is that? Well, the the way I look at it, Ian, is is uh, the deep state in the simplest terms would be this this emergency war powers military government since 33 has just been completely off the rails. All right. And, and ever since the end of World War Two and the start of this, this uh, that uh, uh, the start of the so-called uh, Cold War, which was really a hoax. Uh, there was no Cold War. It was, you know, both Russia and or the USSR and the USA were, you know, worked together behind the scenes with the with their intelligence agencies. But what the deep state really is, is you see our deep state. We don't we, we have the same deep state that many other countries have. This is what people don't realize. Um, the U.S. intelligence network is the most powerful intelligence network, though it is controlled by the Jesuits. It is the most, we are the most technologically advanced country in the world. Um, so when I talk about the deep state, um, really what the deep state is, it, it's a combination of things. You have, uh, you have AI supercomputers who are collecting massive, massive amounts of data on everybody, uh, storing it and correlating it. Um, so you have that going on. You also have certain people who, in the intelligence agencies who are overseeing everything, including our elections. I mean, you talked about uh, the Pope coming to Philadelphia under Obama. Okay, well, uh, Obama was, what, a Democrat, right? Well, how about Ronald Reagan, who was, uh, you know, the uh, Republican poster child in 1984, officially opened up dip- diplomatic relations with the Vatican by uh, officially recognizing uh, Vatican City. And that was the first time that that had happened in over over a hundred. It was it's some, over 120, 130 years since the Civil War because politicians then, at the end of the Civil War, had a horrible taste in their mouth because they knew the Jesuits and the Vatican were behind the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, and so they did not even have any any official diplomatic relations with with the Holy See with the Vatican until Reagan in 1984. So what the deep is what the deep state really is it's 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 a it's a bunch of ai supercomputers it's a bunch of actors that we call politicians um they have no allegiance to red or blue left or right uh, all they serve is, is green and uh ultimately they're afraid of men they're afraid to die um so they do what they're told uh uh and then on top of that you have a lot more super advanced technology um that comes along with certain programs like propaganda, you know, uh, the whole propaganda machine. That's part of the deep state. That's how that's how you get the sheeple to follow along with what they what what you what they want us to do. It's mainly through propaganda. Um, and then you have and then you have the military, and then you have uh, the U.S. military and its military presence and all its arms and all its FEMA camps and all its overseas military bases. I mean, it's all of that. It's uh, 
the deep state is international. It's not just here in the U.S. When you understand that all these intelligence agencies are working together behind the scenes, then that's really what the deep state is, in my estimation. So if the NSA logo has an eagle clutching a key and they're openly stating some type of an allegiance, it sounds, to St. Peter. Is that right, if I got that right? Um, is yeah, it- yeah, well, yeah, they say it symbolizes Peter's power of binding and loosing. So, right, and we all know that it's that it's the it's the Pope who claims to be the Vicar of Christ and sit on St. Peter's throne or yeah St. Peter's chair in Rome and um, yeah claims to have the power to bind and loose things in heaven and on earth. So, it's it, to me it's a, it's a it's an obvious illusion without outright saying it. Is it possible that the Jesuit order is behind behind this somehow at the NSA? Oh, for sure. Well, I, I would say this: if you have Okay, the, the, the Jesuit order is like the shock troops of the Vatican for the Pope. Um, wherever you see them involved, openly involved in something, you know they run it. Uh, whenever you see any kind of, uh, you can't really call it Christian symbolism, but when you see the, the quote-unquote Catholic, uh, Roman Catholic symbolism, especially in like government agencies, you, and you, you, you see where their real allegiance lies. You know, um, yeah, some uh, an agency like the NSA with that kind of uh, insignia and, and, and slogan, no way that would have been able to have been created. You know, um, two hundred years ago, you know, people would have people would have would have would have ran out in the streets in protest because the back then pe- Americans knew the power of the Jesuit order, and many people, many many Americans wrote books about it. But all that all that history has been whitewashed. So you've you made a statement that um, the federal government out of D.C. broke uh, their ties with the Vatican because of a a knowledge that the Jesuits uh, were behind the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Is is there credibility behind that statement? What can you provide? Uh, what evidence can you provide for? Oh, there for absolutely is. Well, I can. Um I'm sorry. The, there, there's, there are when it comes to any of almost anything I say about the Jesuit order, especially the claims in its history, it can all be proven or evident. Strong evidence to that conclusion um, can be shown to you through old books, older books that were written in the a lot of them written in in the 18th century, hundreds if not thousands of them written on the order in the 19th century, the 1800s, and then a few. Not so many written in the early 20th century, but it's during that time period, during the 19th century, that you can find a huge quantity of information on the Society of Jesus and its history from that time. Now, if I don't, uh, are we running up on on the end of this hour? Because I do not have the name of that book on the top of my head. I'm trying to, oh, I think it's the is it the Engineer Engineer Core of Hell. I think that might be it. A book called The Engineer Core, C-O-R-P, Engineer Core of Hell. The author's name escapes me, but I'll, I'll, I'll have to email you some supplement information with some books and some uh, some citations on that, Ian. That sounds great. Um, yeah. As we, as, we, as we wind down here, uh, Harrison, as we wind down, I, I, I simply want you to make a tie-in to, well... 
uh, it was on a on an episode of Eric John Phelps, I believe, that uh, he was talking about the protocols for the learned elders of Zion, and he mentions in protocol number ten uh, the uh, uh, the inoculation of masses. Uh, are you familiar with this protocol? And, uh, and and do you have some comments about that in regards to the these vaccinations? Um, I I've heard uh, Eric say that. I ha- it's been it's been a while since I've read the protocols. Um, but I I no doubt no doubt if he if he said that on uh on air then that's that's a direct quote from them. But I will say this, uh, I, I, I see it as no coincidence at all, because I think the protocols are one of the, one of the guy books openly, one of the, one of the, one of the documents that can be openly looked at by, by the uneducated, not really uneducated, but really just ignorant. If people who are ignorant of the Jesuit order can look to the, the protocols in their, you know, in the fact that many of them are being actually carried out, but subscribe them to the Jews who who supposedly wrote them in the first place, which they did not. The, the The protocols were actually authored by the Society of Jesus. So, yeah, but but that that goes back to one of its its core. It's been almost like a tenet. I don't even know what the right way to call it is, but the Jesuits have always taught hatred for the Jewish people, for the race of the Jewish people. They're known as Christ killers to them, and whenever, ever since their inception, whenever they would go out to these different countries, uh, they would always put on these just these these plays. They were, you know, put on these actual plays, and one of the plays they would they would put on every time was would be the Passion. And the reason why they would always do do this Passion play was so that they could point out that the Jews were quote Christ killers. So the Jews are always the Jesuit scapegoats. And tying that into what's going to happen with all these inoculations, it's it's my it's my belief, Ian, that what is actually happening is they're trying to set up a, a, a like if you want to think of it like a, like a patsy, like the patsy New World Order, kind of like an Oswald, like they did with Oswald, right? A patsy New World Order that they're going to try to say that the Jews run. So uh, again, to point fingers away from from the Jesuit order. Uh, Harrison is 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 are we in are we in more of a religious holy war right now by a crusade, a Jesuit crusade, than we are a health crisis? Well, I would say absolutely. I mean, I would. Well, it's it's you know just 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 from my faith, you know, I believe. You know, uh, as the Bible as the Bible says that you know we're in a spiritual warfare every day, constantly, and that and I also believe because of my faith in the Bible that these this the, these men because it's all men religious order, um, or really military company. Uh, these men, I believe, are absolutely infused with the power of the devil, with Satan himself, and that they are his first cause. He, when when the devil wants men to do something, the Jesuits are the first cause that he turns to. And he set them up in this world for that exact purpose. Now, as far as uh, this health crisis, um, that's highly debatable, <laughs> and uh, and it's a shame because, like you said uh, when we first started this talk, a lot of it's been politicized, and therefore a lot of the information that's put out there is 
it's it's uh it's subjective. There a lot of people aren't going off good good information, good and they're not taking it objectively. It's all subjective. It's all emotional. Um, so, in my estimation, where I live in Florida, and there is no health crisis here in Florida. There is none. You know, um, that's just as simple as that. Now, people can say what they want about this state, um, but <laughs> I can just tell you from where I'm at, there is no there is no health crisis. So, uh, as far as the engineering of it, this again, I, I believe this goes back to to the report from Iron Mountain. This also goes back to the to the report from the Club of Rome, which came out I think seventy two with its with the with the, the with a report called the Limits of Growth. And they all and they all talk about the same stuff. It's it's population control. They have to control the population in their mind because we're running out of resources, apparently. And of course, not only that, but we're destroying quote unquote Mother Earth. So uh, if there is a health crisis to the Jesuits, I'll tell you this they're not looking at some kind of airborne uh, microscopic pathogen. They view men, they view us as the real virus. So if you want to look at it at some kind of like uh, cruel and sadistic euphemism, then yeah, there is a health crisis to the Jesuits and it's us and they want to eradicate it. So, uh, Harrison, thanks for joining the program and I want to give, uh, want to give you an opportunity to leave... Um leave listeners with some final thoughts what would you like listeners to walk away with well i would encourage everyone listening to don't believe anything i say go if if if, if what you heard here tonight if it sounds interesting or if you just want to prove me wrong then i suggest you go and go read and study uh, about the society of jesus for yourself and uh, do some do some serious research because it, it it can pay off in dividends. And I would also say uh, to listen to um, my show on twenty four seven worldradio dot com. I'm live every Monday night at eight p.m. Eastern, eight p.m. Eastern, seven p.m. Central. And uh, I've got some I've got some really interesting stuff to say. And uh, also I have a YouTube channel, Harry Cats, where I I also put up some videos. I try to archive all my shows, but also put up some original videos sometimes. But again, I don't have a book to, to sell. I'm not looking to make any money off this. And I just want to thank you, Ian, for inviting me on the show. And I had a great time. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And I look forward to keeping in touch with you, sir. All right. God bless you, sir. Harry Katz and... Um Yeah, he's got. He's on YouTube. It's K A T Z, folks. K A T Z. It was about six months ago. I spent. I spent. Uh, when this had, when this when this Zika virus came into Miami Beach in 2016, uh, look, I was uh, totally ignorant, and uh, I was. I remember being bit by a mosquito and thinking, freaking out. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna get the. Gonna get the Zika virus. Yeah, it wasn't. It was a benign virus, unless uh, basically, unless you're a pregnant woman, and then the likelihood of uh, microcephaly for the child was increased. But uh, nonetheless, the propaganda machine locally uh, through the media uh, had had people on pins, pins and needles. But it was it was a, a good friend of mine who happened to be uh, mentioned this uh, before on the program. Uh, he was a gay gay Jew. He's now deceased. 
but he's the one that got me involved in the, in, the, in the local debate. We went down to the town hall meeting. He invited me. I accepted. And from there, I saw the Rockefeller involvement, uh, owning a patent on the Zika virus, uh, the extraction process, I believe it is, and then also owning Chevron Chemical Corporation, the developers of the pesticide, and Ricky Rosseo out of Puerto Rico, the MIT grad governor, uh, rejecting the shipment from the World Health Organization of the pesticide. There's just just too many things that were that would caught my interest, and uh, and then I was then led to the Stanford Hoover Fellow that walked away from Stanford for being censored in the early '70s, Anthony Sutton, and that's how the program uh, that's how the program had started. But over the time, over the course of time, over the years, it's now been almost five years since I did, uh, since I did the very first show. I did the first show January 4th, 2017. Uh, it's coming up here, just a couple of weeks from that. And, uh, and over the period of time, I kept asking myself, since the, the, the pandemic came about, I thought who would, because that helped focus my my thinking and I thought who would have who would have um, who would have the sophistication who would have the intelligence who would have the networking who would have the historical power who would have this in place uh, to be able to pull off a uh, a hoax or a plan on that level on this international level and I kept asking myself and thinking my thinking to myself and 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 you know I mean I the all roads that lead to Rome and certainly I'd certainly I'd found the the banking uh, the banking trail through uh, the Federal Reserve to the City of London back to Rome I'd already gotten that that had been a few few years ago uh, but um, but but to have this type of sophistication in place meant that you you needed to be a global power one way or another. I'm not speaking physically. And that is when I began looking into corruption in the Vatican. Because I thought, you know, North and South America are all built on a crusade. That's just the way it is, folks. If you speak English or Spanish, French, or you speak any of the uh, European-based languages, romantic languages, um, or romantic-influenced languages, uh, if you speak any of them, uh, then... You are somewhat of a product of a crusade or of the crusades. That's undeniable. And all of the crusades, regardless of your flag, regardless of the, the country, my, my ancestry is French and English and Scottish, uh, but the last name is French. Uh, but you're, they, they, all of them were acting under the name of God. And so what's the large umbrella? The Vatican the Vatican and that's when it dawned on me about six seven months ago and then that's what led me to Eric John Phelps this theologian out of Pennsylvania and I invited him on and over the course of the past half of a year I have kept tabs on some of the work that he's done and that's when I'd mentioned Walter Vaith and that's also now how I brought uh, uh, this uh, Harrison Katz onto the program Uh, because folks everything that I'm seeing is that that crusade is still active. And prove the information wrong, is what I say. Prove the information wrong. What you, what you cannot do right now is you cannot... 
you cannot discover the shareholders of the Federal Reserve Central Bank. The Federal Reserve Central Bank is a is unconstitutional, needs to be repealed, just like Anthony Sabatini said about seven, eight weeks ago on the show. Um, and um, it's a private bank. It's a private bank that dictates a public government. That's called monopoly. That in itself is a tyranny. And the 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 day the day the day is nigh. America, you we're you 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 are you are under a full scale attack. You're in a full scale attack, and I urge you to please listen to Dan Watkins and Tori Jensen, who who I ended with last hour. Uh, he's a lawyer and she's an RN. They're fighting religious the denial of being uh, uh, the, the denial of having their religious exemption. Uh, denied, rather. Uh, uh, they're fighting their religious exemption to being denied. That's a better way to say it. Uh, from Kaiser Permanente in California. Uh, Dan's representing Tory. This is this is absurd. And 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 if you peel back the layers, folks, I, I I'm urging you. I am urging you to look into the Society of Jesuits, the Jes- Jesus, the Jesuits. Uh, look into what they have taken an oath to do, and they do that in defense of their religion. That is what they are trained to do, is infiltrate governments and take them over in the name of the Vatican. And that is their belief in God. And just like Tory is being told that her employer, former, can define what religion means, according to them, and they can deny her, a religion, a religious exemption, exemption based on whether they agree with her religion or not. Oh, that is completely. That's not only unconstitutional, folks. That is an inalienable. That's a defiance of an inalienable right. Because no one. I don't care. I don't care who your prophet is, and I don't care who your pope is. I don't care who speaks or spoke to God that you trust. I don't care who it is. None of you. None, no human being, no human being, none can define God for someone else, period. And so anytime you allow someone else to define God and religion for you, you're doing that based on your own decision and your own choice. It is your choice to succumb to, I'll say, or allow those definitions and those interpretations of someone else, you're allowing them to be a choice of yours and part of the way you view reality. But no one has the right to do it because no one can. So I urge you to look into, if this interests you, someone named Jordan Maxwell. He joined my show about two years ago, a little under. January 2nd, it was, of 2020. Uh, he joined me. I believe he's still around. He's probably 81 now. And he talks about how man has manipulated uh, uh, manipulated uh, the, uh, uh, the um, uh, reflection of the mechanics of the solar system. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that your religion is not right. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that religion or any religion or any Christian or faithful or Islamic, I'm not saying that, 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 that any belief in God is not right. I'm not saying that. 
What I'm saying is that no one has the right to define it for someone else. Because no one can. No one can. No, no human being is God. No human being is God. Okay? Now, I, 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 I do not mean to infringe upon your belief, belief in God because I don't care about your belief in God. As you do, as you preach, preach and pray and uh, you do what you want to do with your life in regards to God and how you believe God is and define God, that's your choice. And I honor your choice and I respect your choice and I will fight for your choice as long as you do so peacefully. But the second you infringe on my belief, that's when we have a problem. And we have a problem now, a big problem on a large scale in this country. Tony Jensen is an example of that. And, um, and so that's where we are, folks. And so, so I urge you, I exhort that you do understand the power, the networking, the intelligence, the sophistication behind what can be termed as an ancient religious order known as God's army. A militant order that wants nothing more than to conform you to their beliefs. That's, that's, this is true. This is true. Undeniable truth. It's called the Society of Jesus. So, is it, is it, is it they that, 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 that are engineering and controlling the mechanics of the deep state? That's why I'm asking you to do your research. Because it seems highly possible. It seems like it certainly is. Okay? Seems like it certainly is. And 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 to that, I will say you're wasting you know, I don't say wasting your time. But you need if you're going down the Chinese angle, go down the Chinese angle, but look further than the Chinese angle, because the Chinese are being controlled by a central bank as of nineteen forty five, which is subservient to the Bank of International Settlements out of Basel, Switzerland, which is controlled by Vatican financers. So yes, the Chinese may be a threat, but that's very likely no coincidence. It's by design, and the United States has been building that military up for centuries. Excuse me, for decades. Your the Nike shoes, the, I mean, all the products, all these clothes, everything's made in China. That's done by design. Okay, so I'm going to be in Phoenix this weekend, folks. I'm going to be in Phoenix this weekend, and uh, between now and then, I will get this microphone issue so uh, situated so I can go live. If I can't go live, then I only go live, and I do, uh, and I do, um, uh, I do simply podcast. Either way, the voice is getting out, and the voice is being heard, and things are happening. We are doing good things. You agree with you or not? The work that's being done is making a difference so until next time folks uh, thanks for tuning in spread the message pass the word on uh, go to Harry Katz's YouTube channel give him some support uh, go uh, do some research on uh, Tori Jensen um, and um, again until next time folks be awesome <laughs>